Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up? You are watching On the Town with Tanya. Thank you so much for coming back another week. We appreciate you. Thank you to all of our new viewers out there. Wow, thank you so much. Uh, we really got the hookup last week. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Umar. So many uh, great uh, people. I even had a phone call with somebody. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Uh, so this week, uh, today's guest is a refugee, well, was a refugee, excuse me, from West Kurdistan, Rojava, Northeast Syria. She came to the U.S. in 2016, and she is a videographer, a director, and a producer who is pursuing her dream of filmmaking. Uh, today, we will take a look at one of her shorts that she did, but please welcome the lovely, fantastic Berivian Altman. Did I say that right? Hi. Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much. How are you? Honored to be on your show. I appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you so much uh, for taking the time to come and be on. Uh, so, so I had you here today because I thought very interesting um, background, but I also loved your short. Um, um, you know, I'm getting into filmmaking myself as well, but I loved your short. Um, A, because I love women telling their stories. And B, um, it shows resilience and persistence and what it looks like uh, when you show up for yourself, no matter what's going on in your life. So thank you for that. We appreciate you. Um, say happy Sunday, Joe. I see you out there. We see you. Uh, um, but so I wanted to start with uh, um, being a refugee. So, so you know, because that's a big thing right now, even though that's not your case anymore. You graduated college. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and if anybody's hiring out there, hey, uh, she's probably looking because she just graduated uh, and brilliant, by the way. I saw your website. Fabulous. Um, but so what does it look like, um, you know, when someone when you're coming from a war torn country um, and then you have to go to the, you know, move around place to place. What does that look like for you? Were, how old were you when that first started happening? I was like around 20, 21. OK, okay. so then young, just when you're finding your life. Exactly. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So you had to like start all over and everything. Yeah, from scratch, from yeah, from zero, basically. Yeah. It was was tough, you know. But it was also something great to be alive again to survive the tough war. You know, it was like impossible. But you never know. No, that's a. I think I think when I see any young person um, go through a war torn country of any type, um, it's it's like. I don't know how they do it, but it's inspiring because it's like we have no we have no excuse um, once we hear your story or anyone's story, you know. And and I consider Warren Torn also, you know. I've seen people um, uh, who, um, you know, even some people back in the day. I don't know if you knew about how Compton in California was in Compton, but there was like so many shootings and so many deaths, like some parts of Chicago. Those to me are like war zone areas. The only difference is they can implant themselves to get up and get out if they really, really, really had a way or, or think of a way. So that's the big difference, which makes a big difference. Um, but it's disheartening because it's like, how do you get inspiration? Like what, you know, at 20 years old, you know, you, you already had your dreams, your life. And then all of a sudden this war started happening. How did you, uh, how did you adjust to that, you know? Um, I, yeah, how did you adjust to that? Because you went from one mindset to like my family, my life is great, things are great, to this whole other world. Exactly, yeah. 
So basically, uh, I was raised in a family that are loving and supporting. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad and my mom were always supportive of our mental you know, health. Mm -hmm. uh, so during the war, when the war started in Syria, Mm -hmm. uh, everything around us like was you know collapsing and uh, there was no way that we could live normally as we used to so mm -hmm. i started actually to think in a different in the opposite way uh, mm -hmm. against the current that was going the current mm -hmm. was taking us towards like darkness towards like um you know war everything was around this negative energy people were dying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I decided personally to to be on the other side of the world, to be in a peaceful land, to mm -hmm. to imagine myself living a normal life, you know, mm -hmm. normal life, uh, going to college, working, uh, hanging out with friends, being with my family, with loved ones, laughing, you know, normal life. Right. So I, I I started reading a book, like a couple books about mm -hmm. attraction, mm -hmm. the way you think. Mm -hmm. What you think of, what you believe in, you become. Yeah. Mm, the secret? Was it the secret? Secret, yeah. The secret. I love that. I read that. That's what inspired me. <laughs> yeah, I read that in Arabic version, and then I read it in English version, and then I watched the movie. I watched documentary. Mm -hmm. I was, like, so into it, and I believed in it. I said, yeah, these people did it, so I can do it also. There's nothing impossible. I'm not going to die now. It's not my time. Right. So I, I read that book. And then um, I imagined myself in a different world. And years passed by, and then I was I fled the war. It was really complicated for me. It was mm -hmm. tough. I went to North Kurdistan. No, I mean, I, yeah, I went to Kurdistan region, which is like in Iraq. Right. That refugee. was in 2013 or, or that's yes. 16. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how. I started look to look into things like differently, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So wow. I wanted to change my life, and I did it after like ten years. Here wow. I am, in the U.S., uh, doing what I want, doing what I wanted to live, mm -hmm. uh, and I did wow. it. You sure did. Uh, did your family ever feel? Uh, did you ever feel um, unwelcomed, like in some places that you went, or for the most part, some, they were okay? They were okay. okay. Okay, meaning in the term of like, well, this is what we have right now, you know. You mean in the U.S. or other? Yeah, like when you when you first started having to move, like, did you ever feel like, you know, oh boy, here we go again? Or people treated you differently? Did you no, feel like, no at no? all? Oh, like, good. yeah, to be honest, in the U.S. from the first day, I felt really welcomed. Good. Everyone was around me, like, uh, supporting, and they saw me like I speak English, like a broken English back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they helped me everywhere. Everywhere was people were so nice, especially in uh, Buffalo. I was in Buffalo. I'm, I'm still like in Buffalo and in New York. Buffalo. I'm in between now, but okay. I started in Buffalo. Uh, people in Buffalo are really uh, nice. I've heard that story. Yeah, Poland. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's really great experience for me. Yeah, that's awesome. What about um, how would things be different had you not um, migrated? Like, do you know stories of people who stayed and didn't have such a good um outcome you know or different outcome oh yeah a lot of people like i am lucky to be here honestly mm -hmm. 
-hmm. a lot of I have two sisters. They are still in Kurdistan region in Iraq. Oh. Um, they couldn't make it. They couldn't come. Just oh. I don't know for some reason. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are still like struggling there. A lot of people are under threat every single day. They they leave their house mm -hmm. and they they think they not they might not gonna make it today. Uh, if they go to work, they might get shot or killed or murdered or anything. Mm -hmm. A lot, of, a lot of you know stories are happening every single day since since 2011. Wow. So well, yeah. Well, what do you um do you think? Well, we'll go back to the um, what inspired you, but do you think your filmmaking will touch upon some of those stories? Of course, that's my main goal. Since okay. since I was a kid, actually, uh, I was like 13. I always used to watch Hollywood movies. Mm -hmm. I, I was a big fan. And I always wanted to have my name out there as a director or a producer or okay. a writer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I always wanted to share my stories and my uh, people's stories, especially in, in Kurdistan and Syria and all mm -hmm. parts of Kurdistan. A lot of stories are not heard, yes. not told, and people are going through a lot. They yes. are, they they are like, uh, they're hanging there, and they they love life, yes. and they live with hope every single day, in spite of everything happening there. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, wow. the, reason, the main reason of me choosing as a filmmaker mm -hmm. is, is to tell stories. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully someday I will, I'll make it. Yeah. No, you will. I definitely will. I think so. But you know, guys, um. I would like to show you her short. Um, it's and it is short. It's only like two minutes or something, right? Um, yeah. Can you set up um, what this is? This clip is about uh, what the short is about, and we'll go to the clip. Yeah. So mainly, Future Board is was like a school project, but I decided to make it because I always wanted to do something that is related to me and mm -hmm. my own life experience because I think it's like it's worth it. When you are telling a story, it it becomes more more successful, more like real when it's it's part of you. It's part yes. of your own story. Mm -hmm. So Future Board was basically uh, my idea in 2012. I started to think to switch like the way I think from negativity mm -hmm. because I found myself. Oh, this is like it's gonna take me to suicide, or it might you know I, I might get killed. I might get die. I don't want to. I don't want to die now. So no. I, I switched. Well, how did who gave you the secret? Because I got it. I forgot. Someone gave it to me. That's how I got it. How did you get it? My sister. Really? Yeah. My oh. sister. She she's older than me, like two years, and she's in Kurdistan. She's oh. still there. Uh, she gave it to me. Yeah. She she read it and she said, "Oh, this is a really great book," and she suggested that I read it, and mm -hmm. I did. And since that time, I am a totally different person. And wow. I, I decided to be, I decided now to, I mean, like last year to make future board so I can inspire other people who are in the same situation to, mm -hmm. to live, to live better life. You know, we mm -hmm. all deserve a better life. Yes, absolutely. Every human being. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's watch the clip and then um, we can talk about it after. If you guys have any questions, put them in the, put them in the chat box. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone wanted to know how many languages do you speak while we're waiting? Uh, three languages basically, and I wow. learned Spanish in school, but I don't really speak it. I I can okay. read, but I I speak Kurdish. It's my language, 
I'm okay. Arabic, I'm bilingual, okay. and not English. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, here we go, guys. So we're going to try to watch this real quick. Give me some extra video file. I think it's, is it share screen? Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's see if I can get this right. Share screen. Oh, I did it right. Can you believe this? Uh, miracle. Uh, here we go. All right, guys. So we're going to watch this. Let's put it on a big board. And we'll go. There we go. Many years ago, I used to see life with no imagination. My thoughts were said to be limited in a box that was made for me by others. One day, I decided to see what's outside that prison and started looking for something that would set me free. I bought a book that talks about the secret of attraction, what you think of, what you believe in, what you fear, you attract. You become what you think. Mostly I used to think negatively about myself. My confidence was always shaken. I had no faith in my own power. After that decision that I made in my life, everything started to change. I started to create my vision board in my own imagination and started seeing my life differently. Everything around me was collapsing. The civil war in my country was getting intense and awful, but I decided to resist that and see myself with my family in a different place, far away from the hell, a place that is peaceful. Years passed by. I kept dreaming. The images didn't go away. I never lost hope. I made it. My imagination, my vision board, my future board became real. The life I wanted, now I have it. Life is magic, only if we see it that way. Mm, that is fabulous, guys. Uh, thank you. That thank you so much. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's me. Um, that's absolutely fabulous uh, and very inspiring. I mean, you wrapped it up in a nice little package and gave it to us the way we needed it because we don't. You, often we take for granted so many things. Um, just just in general, even me. I was telling that was someone liked it. Um, even me. You know, I was telling my friend the other day that as American, I take a lot of things for granted and you never really notice until you step out or you meet someone who's in a worse position or who was in a worse position. How about that? Um, yeah. And as my friend's stories, you know, how they got here from a country, it doesn't matter which country they got here uh, and how they had to get here. You know, you get a lot of people who judge, who'd like to judge refugees and immigrants. They like to judge and put all these you know, oh, well, what about my taxes? And what about my that? And I'm like, this is a human issue. This has nothing to do with your taxes right now. Sorry to tell you this. But if a human being is not allowed to be their full self and be safe in their own home, 
that's a problem for anyone, anywhere in the country. I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care any, any of that. None of that matters. It is a God-given right, in my opinion, that God made this earth for all of us. Yeah. And that it's not fair that there are some men who are able to tear it up, destroy it, and then literally kill women and children and people and be like, oh, okay, time to move on. It's like, no, that's not yeah. how it works. Uh, so I personally, um, I really um, empathize with all all refugees. And, and sometimes, you know, I, you know, I may, like there was something someone talked about um, reparations and, and the, the post said, this is why we don't have reparations. And it was saying how much we gave, um, who's the country right now? Uh, we gave um, Ukraine, I want to say, Ukraine. And yes. so someone said, well, you know, that's not true. And I said, well, no, they did give a lot of the, the money out, but it wasn't the context of the money. It was the context of you still didn't give reparations to Africans, uh, African-Americans who built this place. That was the concept. It wasn't the actual, it wasn't, the cash had to be used as an example, but it wasn't really that because all human beings, I think, no matter where you come from, deserve a chance to live and live at least a decent quality life. Like it shouldn't be, you know, oh, I get to live and eat and your kids have to eat scraps out of the garbage. That's not fair. At, yeah. At any at any level, it's not fair. So um, I don't, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just so happy that you, you know, that you were able to be with your family and you, you're doing what you said you were going to do because you graduated from, from school, didn't you? You just graduated, yeah. right? Just yeah. yeah, recently in May. I know. So congratulations. Thank uh, you. So and, uh, and that's that's amazing. What was your was it a Buffalo State? What was the university? Which university was it? Yeah, Buffalo State University. Yes. Yeah, see, uh, so that's amazing. Uh, so if you're out there in the filmmaking world, uh, she is looking uh, and highly qualified. Um, and as you can see from her work, she knows what she's doing. Uh, and I've seen some other stuff of yours as well. Very nice. Very nice job. And I hope I wish you like nothing but the best of success. Um, Thank you so much. Anytime. What? Um, what was I going to ask you? I know you also was a case manager and you helped people um, with uh, Medicaid. So how did that, was that, were you more effective because you had came from a refugee stand -up standpoint? You know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, yes, mm -hmm. because uh, most of the refugees actually were uh, Arab speakers and Kurdish mm -hmm. and okay. Spanish. Okay. Um, so because I speak those languages, mm -hmm. And I had a lot of people because I I spoke back then a little Spanish. I studied in school, okay, uh, but not like you know real Spanish. Just like I know how to read and uh, I can I can work with it. Right. Well, yeah, that's right. because I'm a refugee. I have the same experience. I've been through, so I can I can I, I fit that position. And because I speak those languages, and I wanted I wanted to help people who are just. Uh, who are you know who just came to the country who are really new and mm -hmm. they need help i know how it feels not having anyone understanding you yes. uh, so if you find someone who speaks the same language and in, in like in a place mm -hmm. you feel like oh my god this is really great i'm, I'm okay i'm safe i'm gonna be fine here because right. there's someone who can understand me and who right. can speak the same language right. and they can help me so yeah right. that's basically I loved to do that job for, for like four years. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was some good training. Wow. Um, it's, it's something that I think is priceless, especially if you're going to be a filmmaker. I think that's priceless. Yeah. You, you get to see people's real spirits and real dialogue in real time.
Yeah. Uh, so, so it helps later on, I think, when you're writing. Um, but uh, what what inspired you besides the you know your story? What else inspired you to write Future uh, Future Board? Um, basically, my old my old life, my old lifestyle. I was mm -hmm. always thinking when I was a kid to be mm -hmm. like uh, outside of Syria mm -hmm. because I had I had back then bigger dreams I wanted to achieve. Okay. And I always even before the war, even before the war. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to okay. watch like Hollywood movies, mm -hmm. and I had no chance there to be like a filmmaker mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everything was set for us, right? So we had like just limited options that you can do, and because of the system there, because of the regime there, yes. it's totally different from here, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Basically, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be to do something different to be like on the other side of the world mm -hmm. and to do something mm. really really inspire other people mm -hmm. uh, most of the people that i know like mm -hmm. up till now um they don't appreciate what they have and they they look into life like in a narrow road mm -hmm. they don't see what is like outside there in, in five years Mm. So future board made me imagine and think broadly, think like widely, think mm -hmm. in five years from now and what I can do in five years or in three years, even two years. Uh, that's mainly what inspired me to do like future board. Would, 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 um, was it something in the secret or was it something that your sister or somebody said for you to actually make the future board? Because, um, I'm trying to remember if they say that in the secret. I don't remember in the book or the movie. Um, but what inspired you to tangibly write? Because you know, writing stuff down gives you the visual that you need to complete it. So that, mm -hmm. so I believe in that. Um, but what inspired you to actually say, "I need an actual board that I can see that's going to follow what I want for myself." Yeah, the secret. Actually, the documentary, the secret okay. documentary, I watched like three years ago. Okay. And this vision board, and I love the idea. I bought a book. See, I, yeah. I don't know why I remember it. I'm getting old. I think that's why I can't remember that piece. But I, I thought they said something, but I couldn't remember what. Yeah, so and, yeah. And the secret documentary they said about they talked about the future board, mm -hmm. uh, and that. And since then, I had this idea. I can do it. I can do the future board. And right. I bought another book uh, with another writer for another mm -hmm. writer, and uh, called Future Board. And I started reading it, started like applying it. And I, I, I saw like, this was like two years ago. Mm -hmm. I saw, oh, it's happening. It's like, it's really happening to me. It's right. working. So yeah. let's just continue down that road and let's make a movie about it. Let's see other people, uh, what they think. Maybe people can, you know, do the same thing and they had a better life. Yes, that would be a good documentary to see, follow people who have vision boards, find like, you know, 100 people, 500 people, whatever, how many people that have vision boards and um, and and you follow them to see if it com they completed, completed it, you know, things are happening on their board. That's an interesting concept because uh, it really does. I think it really works. I have one I just found. It wasn't a vision board. It was, I wrote it down what I want. And I found, I checked off two items on the lists. And uh, who is it? Steve Harvey says, write down a hundred, no, 300 things, I think he says, mm -hmm. because then it's not so... You're going to complete something on there, right? Yeah. Um, but I wrote, I wrote down, and I'm seeing some of them being checked off. You know, so yeah. 
really good idea. What yeah. if, what if, is that the advice that you would give someone right now who may be sitting saying, oh, brother, this is not going to get any better. What advice would you give them to start this process? Anything you feel, even negative, like even negative thoughts, mm -hmm. you can write it down. And then mm -hmm. if you don't like it, if it bothers you, you can just tear it, you know, tear the, right. the paper and just throw it away. Right. And then start writing what you feel, start writing what you want. Mm. Everything you feel, everything you want, everything you even don't want, you can write it down and mm. then forget about it and keep writing whatever you feel like. Writing your feelings, it mm. makes you feel better every yes. day because it's on your shoulder and it's like it's heavy on your uh, heart and it gives you a lot of stressfulness, it gives you a lot of pressure. But when you write things down, it really helps you to feel, you know, lightweighted and it happens like negative thoughts. If I write this like today, I'm so sad. I write it down and then I I, I, I get rid of it and then I feel OK. I feel better. And then right. I write, you know, positive thoughts. And right. it happens like every single day. I, I, I feel like I'm better than the other day. Yes. Yes. I do the same thing. And I also take it a step farther. I listen to the, the chakra of the chakra healing music. Um, I listen to all of them, the ones for to attract money, the ones to it's it's because it just sends those signals to your body, the positive vibes that you need to to activate all those things in the gland with the brain there, you know. Um, and I really I strongly believe in it. I I ever since I have, my life has totally changed. And I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'd like to know if there's more of us out there. Yeah, me too. Actually, not a lot of people. I have a lot of friends. They don't believe in attraction, law of attraction. They say, oh, no, it's impossible. Like my friends from, you know, Middle East, my friends back home, even some friends that I have here, they don't believe in uh, in the attraction, law of attraction. They say, no, it's impossible. How do you think? That's so silly. So I don't blame them. It took me like many years and it took me like, uh, real incidents mm -hmm. to make you believe in that. Right. Right. You really have to go through your own journey to really get there. But also, I, I just believe some of us, I don't know why, but some of us are just born with what I call grit. Uh, so no matter what you put us in, what situation, what circumstances, we're always coming out fighting. Always. And I, and I was a foster youth. So I'm saying that I know foster youth. I know people that were abandoned, people that were in wars, people that are in wars right now or who, who are in the other side of um, what is it over there in uh, in Israel uh, where they put the wall up. And all that stuff. I got people in all that places. And for some reason, no matter what you do to them, they're like, OK, this will end tomorrow. Even if it's to you and I, it doesn't look like it. But to them, they're like, no, this is going to end. And you're like, how do you know this? There's some people who just have that innate um, never give upness, and uh, I don't know what you call that, but the resistance. Um, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's a good Kurdish one. saying. Uh, in in Kurdish people, mm -hmm. like we used to, we used always to know the meaning of life. Uh, we always resist for our own identity for our own existence, for our own language, mm -hmm. because, you know, the Kurdish uh, people were like uh, always minority in Syria. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, I know and I appreciate the meaning of life, living every day to be yourself and uh, to resist, to know the meaning of hope, having hope. Uh, it makes you 
stronger and mm. it, it gives you motivation to go on every single day in spite of everything happening around you. Mm. Yeah. Yes, no, it definitely gives you motivation. Uh, would you say that finding film uh, changed your mental life? Yeah, you it know? did. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, when I watch like movies, I'm more into like uh, real stories. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah, real stories attracts me more than any other genres. Mm -hmm. um, like personal stories. Mm -hmm. So I feel life is about stories. Like why we don't tell our stories. Right. If we tell if we if we tell like what's happening with us and then people get to know what's happening. We feel each other. We are all connected at mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. We if we find other people supporting an idea or some group of people who are like been um traumatized or mm -hmm. uh, you know, escaping the war. Right. That's really, that's really amazing uh, to be told through stories, even documentaries. I'm, yeah. I'm also into documentaries. So yes. I find myself in filmmaking. I find myself like, oh no, film, filmmaking is it's not like just for fun or entertainment. Right. It's kind of educational. It's awareness. It's like, it's healthy. Yes. To have you know those films. Yes, and it's a good medium to help other people process and transfer those feelings that they have from all the th events happening in our life to something positive. Because mm -hmm. uh, if we, sometimes we see other people, we can step back and say, okay, mm, okay. Yeah. They, they, maybe, maybe I have hope here. So. Yeah. Um, to me, I think why not? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Powerful. Um, I'm trying to think. So you, you had a dream of going to Hollywood one day. So you're in New York now. Do you think you'll ever still want to go to Hollywood or you're okay in New York? I want to go. You still want to go? I always want to do I know it's it's really not easy. It's complicated. It's like it's competitive out there. Yeah. But I yeah. never I never say, oh no, it's not gonna happen. It's always it's gonna happen someday. Good. I worked on many festivals and I saw a lot of you know people there who are successful. And uh, it just like happens one day and then you go. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, it's not, uh, I mean, other people always say, oh, it's too competitive and it's that. And it is. But I always say, what's deemed for you, no one can take. Exactly. Yeah. I believe when you show up, it's going to be your time to show up. And that, and no one can stop that. No. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, keep your eye on Hollywood. And maybe, and there's a lot of people right now, it's a writer strike. So it's a little awkward time. Yeah. Or job hunting in this field, I guess, right? Um, unless you're like a producer, I think. I, I'm trying to think who's working. Yeah, pretty much it's hard uh, right now. But mm -hmm. hopefully that will change soon. Um, and if you have your eye in Hollywood, just plot and plan it out and figure out, okay, what's the best way for me to get there? And it'll happen because you, you've proven that you, you followed your other board. Look where you're at. You know, um, You've done more than most people will ever do in their entire life. Well. You know, so I appreciate you. Um, you. Any other advice you want to give to somebody who may have, um, you know, maybe inspired and say, you know, I want to do that. What can I do? Like when you started film uh, making, so the writing versus the actual, what do you call this, um, physical of getting the camera equipment and knowing what to do, shots, angles, you know. Um, when you first started, like, was it class that, taught you those things and inspired you or 
did a friend or how did you get inspired when you first started before the fancy school came and all that stuff? So, uh, yeah, before school was me watching movies, a lot of movies, a lot of uh, Hollywood movies, you know, uh, Hollywood TV shows and also like Syrian drama. Um, that that was my main, you know, inspiration and that I learned from watching movies, a lot of movies. And then I saw myself like loving photography or uh, just, you know, taking random pictures, taking oh, like, photography. Yeah, yeah, photography. photography. And uh, and then I enrolled in school and I saw, okay, I love it. I love this. Let's yeah. just go deeper than that. And I, I applied for another uh, major, which is like specified more in television and film arts. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. And, and there, like in Buffalo State University, I saw mm -hmm. myself like loving directing. Mm -hmm. uh, I did my own screenplay, which is 90 pages. It's also about... Uh, about a woman being abused on some level in Syria. Yeah. Uh, that's a screenplay I was applying. I was trying to uh, do second draft, and then maybe I can sell it. Maybe I can produce it someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw myself like I love directing. I love writing. I love producing, and wow. I, I acted also in some plays. I love acting too. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, basically that was it. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's um. Wow. Um, it's uh it's, it's there's so many elements to um to filmmaking i i didn't realize i mean i knew but i didn't know until i took a film essentials class at nyu patish uh and that's i got i got a little certificate it's nothing you know not my, my degree from nyu is in communications uh language arts communication whatever they call the degree i don't even know anymore you're yeah, uh, switching it on me uh but but um that's um you know uh, it, there's so many elements of it, like you, the cinematography is brilliant, you know, like so, someone's eye has to know, you know, let's see, does this work out? What color chrome are we going to use? What, what are we going to use? What kind of camera? What kind of shot? Um, you know, what kind of actress? All that stuff plays a part, uh, not just the script. So people don't realize that. And it's fun that you got to see all the elements. Yeah. Uh, you were you were one out of, I think, 15 it was that was picked to do that program? It's a very competitive program. It started in 2006 in Buffalo yeah. State. Wow. Um, yeah, so we are mainly like only 15. I I, I actually applied for uh, for this major. Uh, mm -hmm. Two years I was seeking it. I couldn't get in. But then after two years, I persisted. I said, no, this is the right place for me. I have to be there. Mm -hmm. Even though no matter how, how many years it's going to take me, but I, I'm, I'm going to keep applying. I'm going to keep reaching out to them. And I did. And they they uh, I did like a little screenplay and they liked it and they liked some videos that I made and they said yeah we we approved on your application and you're you can start with us so, nice. so that's yeah nice have you committed your short to any film festivals yes I, I worked on many and many short films and also like feature films we submitted yes. them some of them we won like some awards mm -hmm. some of them were nominated some of them were just like screened you know Nice. It's great. Nice, nice. I saw you did another one called Between Two Continents, short yes. film. Yeah, that was good too. Very good. Very nice. You guys um, check out her site. Uh, did I put it up here? Uh, let's see. Tanya put it up here. No, I did not. Why didn't I put it up here? That's weird. Um, what's the website people can go to to see your uh, work? So I have, oh, my, uh, I have some 
I have some on yeah. my YouTube channels. It's uh, Berivan. Oh. Berivan Wells. Berivan. Amen. B e r i b a n. Yes. B e r i v a n Weiss. W a i s. A i s. Uh huh. So same thing. Berivan Alafman. I have a website. It's just my name. Okay. And so the. The uh, Barry Van Weiss is which one? The the uh, YouTube channel. Ah, YouTube. That's it. Wait a minute, one second. I changed it recently, so I haven't checked it. Like, okay. that's yeah. right. We always like to know. So that's what uh, YouTube Barry Van Weiss. That's right. Yeah, okay. I'm still working on you know on my website. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need I need uh, to do more like films because I since I graduated recently. I need to work mm -hmm. on more films so I can create a better website. So I like your website. I liked it a lot. I thought Thank I, you so much. I just graduated. It was brilliant. So Thank you. Uh, I can tell you it's nice. It's nicer than a lot of people who just graduated. So trust me, you're doing a great job. You you clearly have talent. So it's not like you're, you know what I'm saying? You you clearly, it's clear and evident that you have talent. So, Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I can't wait till you do your first feature film. I'm um, excited because... There was a, um, I had a, we had a filmmaker, I thought she was from Syria, um, who did some popular movie that was out last year, and I can't remember her name. Really? Oh Is my it God. on Netflix now? Uh, it's on Netflix, yeah. Um, she's based in Germany, right? I want to say, what's her name? I, it comes to my tongue, but I can't remember her name, and I don't have the paper here, but she was really, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing inspiration. And her story told about uh, the war torn country that she comes from and, you know, how she turned it all around and stuff. So it's always inspiring. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, anything else you want our audience to know? Um, that uh, any advice you would have to give to them, someone that's watching? Uh, I, I would just say, like, we never, we never see things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we never see things as I don't know how to how to say this. Mm -hmm. But we take life for granted. Even me, even me like coming from the war. Mm -hmm. I've been here like I have a stable life for 7 years now and sometimes mm -hmm. I forget where I came from. Sometimes mm -hmm. I complain and I say like you know, oh, this job I don't like this job. Mm -hmm. I I I can't go down this road anymore. But then I think to myself, and I remember those days that I came from, and I say, I have to appreciate life again. I have to know the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. I have to appreciate what I have. So, right. you no, know, we always take life for granted, no matter where we come from. So, mm -hmm. yeah, my advice would be just know the blessing that we are in. Uh, know the 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 value of our life every single day we breathe every single day we wake up we are healthy we mm. have our loved ones and we have like what we want or you know we just need to keep our thoughts like positive and have something motivate us every day i mm. would say i would say just never never lose hope that's that's what i, I can say i like that never lose hope what do you say to like this? Uh, so um, one of my friends is complaining about something. And my other friend who came here 
as a refugee was like, you know, you guys are always complaining about something. Why are you complaining? Blah, blah, blah. And so he felt like, and I almost, I mean, tell me your thoughts on it, but I almost thought like, well, the, the thing to some people, like, so if you were born here, um, there's an expectancy, all right, of, of a quality of life. And I know that sounds like some privilege or something kind of talk, but just follow me that, um, uh, you know, we, we were born without any restraints or restrictions like some places, right? So with that being said, um, if I go and get a job, I'm making this up, but let's say if, if someone offers me a job for $7 an hour, well, I'm going to say, I don't think so. I'm not working for $7 an hour. My friend who just got here will say, I'll take it. And he'll think I'm crazy. But the truth is we're both right. I'm, I, I'm right because that is, it is all of our innate right to come in at whatever the real structure is supposed to be. And it's not, um, you know, I can't explain it, but some, some of us feel like it's not, um, they should have been doing that, you know, helping refugees get here. They should have been doing that. People, all people, there shouldn't be no such thing as refugee. All people in all parts of the world should be able to live how they choose to live, right? And, and it should be a quality of life for them, whether that's water, whether that's all the basic needs, you know, you just have food and water and a shelter. That's, that's the bottom line, right? Um, but sometimes it seems like some people are complaining and they're really not technically because they're, they're coming from a place where the, where the world that they live in, that that's how it is. And that's, so they don't see, they can't see beyond that, uh, which is, it can be seen as spoiled or bad. Uh, but in the truth is, this is their situation. So for someone to say, well, you're just complaining is kind of a, could be seen kind of as an insult in a way because um, that's their world, just like this person's world, that, that's their world. And yeah. they're saying, no, 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 you're supposed to get $15 an hour. And this person's saying, well, I was only getting 25 cents before, so I'm happy to get seven. They're both right, but both should understand why the other feels the other way and not, um, neither one judge neither one because yeah. the truth is whatever your whatever your uh, experience is is yeah. what it, it is you know what i'm saying what do you what do you think about that when people say that um do i sound spoiled or or is it well maybe you do but uh you know no absolutely not i mean even now for me i'm not the same person as i used to be like 5 years ago when right. i first started uh, in the country in the U I'm sorry, in the US, uh, I wasn't on the same level as I am now. I, I worked on myself every single day. Uh, I sacrificed a lot of things, even my health, just to be where I am today now. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept like to work for $7 anymore because I, I invested my time, I invested my uh, health, I invested my thoughts, my all in what I am now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would say Good. both people, both per like people, per persons are are right. Mm -hmm. Some someone is talking about their own experience. I wouldn't blame them, right. and totally I agree with both of them. Right. But I don't agree. Someone judging the other ones. Oh, you are spoiled. No, I'm not spoiled. Right. I deserve this. Right, and because you're a human being. Right. Yeah, we all we always deserve a better life. Yes. Or, but some people don't feel that way. Some people feel like no. Um, you don't deserve that. Only I deserve that. And I'm like, what? How does that work? 
you're if if you come from the place, and which is what I tell my kids, I tell all every kid I know, come from a place that the world is ours. Yeah. O U R S, ours, all yeah. of ours. It's not yours. It's not your territory. It was made that way by man. Man yeah. decided. Let me split this up. You take that. You take that. I'm going to make this nice. This is pretty. We'll forget about that part. That's what happened. Yeah. So when you come from that place, well, of course. But if you come from the place that this is all of our world, our land, and we all suffer when it goes down and when, and when human beings go down. So if you're doing bad over in, in one, you know, one part of the world and I'm doing great, that sounds good for now for me. But guess what? Give it about 15, 20 years. It's going to trickle back right back to me somehow or another. Yes. Somehow or another. What well, I don't know how, but there's, I mean, we can go on for days on whether it's weather, whether it's um, bad things happening, whatever it is, it's going to come back to you. Yes. And it's all fun. human beings, yeah, all human beings deserve uh, a quality life. And I'm not saying everybody deserves a, you know, a Harry Winston diamond. Uh, but it, you know, if you didn't go and look for one, whatever, fine, I'll even take that. But everybody deserves to have food, shelter, and not be um, put under, uh, put in a corner where they have to make choices and leave their babies or leave their their country or their home or their whatever that those things are. That's not fair to anyone, any human being, because it's not our earth. We think it is, but it really isn't. We've taken over it, but it wasn't ours to be to begin with. So I try to come from that place that you deserve to be here just as much as I do. I'm not, we're not any different. We're both human beings. And, and who, who the heck am I to say, oh, well, let her work for $2 an hour, not me. What? No, neither one of us should get $2 an hour, you know, and, and don't be mad at her because she doesn't want to work for $2 an hour. But don't be, you know, don't be insultive either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the right balance of we're human exactly. beings first. Of course. Yeah. 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 But thank you so much. Um, yeah. We're, we are all from the earth. Yes, that's so true. Uh, but thank you um, so much. You're, you're really, um, you really uh, inspired us to, to lift ourselves higher as human beings. Um, and, and for those who are out there, I really wanted this conversation because, you know, right now, especially in Westchester there's and, and Texas and certain places, there's a lot of immigrant talk going on. Uh, and some of it I don't like at all. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, and it's so crazy how a lot of the people doing the talking came here as immigrants from places like Italy, from places like wherever. And they're, you know, different different places. And now they're saying, well, I don't want this person doing this, taking my tax money. Oh, since when do you care about your tax money? Because you didn't care about it when you got over here. And the, the argument will be, well, I came here through Ellis Island. Really? Because what was Ellis Island? A stolen island. It all was stolen. All of this was stolen. So now what are we going to say, right? If you want to take, if you want to go really back, you're not even supposed to be here. No one, none of us are supposed to be here unless you're Native American or whatever we want to call, you know, whatever the time, you know what I'm saying? So we can argue for days on who does this belong to? It doesn't belong to anyone, I don't think, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't like when people, you know, talk, um, you know, um, uh, how do I say? They just talk reckless. And right now, you know, you look, you're in the city. So you have a lot of smart activist people that are doing really great things. But you try coming up to Westchester and go to Texas, go to Florida, and you hear about immigrant talk. It's the worst. I just, I'm sometimes, I just, I like, I couldn't stand it anymore. It's depressing to hear people talk like that, uh, especially when you're only second generation, some of them. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, wait a minute. 
didn't your Nona or your grandma or your whoever you want to call it come here from like, you know, wherever, Ecuador, uh, Italy, wherever the different places are, but they'll be talking the most stuff. You know, I've heard people saying the worst things that I've ever heard in my life. And it breaks my heart because it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. No one, no one deserves to live in any country that is shooting and buildings and falling down on you. And who wants, you can't live, you can't live like that. And it's not fair that, that we think that, oh, it's okay for them, but not for us because God is my witness. Uh, as soon as you start judging and making judgments, you might end up in the same predicament right here on good old soil. So you don't, you don't go and judge, you know, other people because it might be you tomorrow. You really don't know in, in today's world. You do not know. Yeah. You don't know. So I'm I'm hoping that this dialogue will at least make people think a little bit different. Um, as far as uh, anyone, any from any country, Africa doesn't matter where they come from. By the grace of God, there you go. I. Yeah, I mean, commenting on what you mentioned here. Uh, actually, most of the refugees they were like uh, first day I arrived in the U.S. I didn't mm -hmm. care about you know, my language. I didn't care. I said, I want to work. Right. I don't want to take any like uh, welfare or benefits from the government. That's right. not fair. I can work. I'm young. And then I started working on the seventh, you know, seventh day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, after a week arriving in the US, I said, I want to find a job. And I did. Yes. And yes. I started working as a like cashier or, or right. like in sales and anything. Right. And most of the refugees, they, they depend on themselves that I saw, I worked yes. with. Yes. I mean, I'm not gonna say like all of them because yeah. I don't know all of them. I like some some of them that I know, and right. most of them, like I heard about stories. They want to work. They want to feel themselves. They want to feel like uh, they they exist because yes. when you don't when you don't work, you feel like oh, you are like a burden on other people. Yes, so, and I and and I will say this: most other countries. Uh, most people in general, um, you know, good, hard earned people who come from all the different various countries that I've seen, they are all about working. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're not about give me some benefits. I, but, the, but there's certain things that happen in your life that you can't control. You know what I'm saying? If I go and get hit by a car tomorrow and lose my job and I have to walk around with a cast and a thing on my head for 20 weeks, I'm not going to be ashamed to go get any help I can get. Quite frankly, I'm not going to be ashamed. And that's not just because I pay taxes, because I'm a human being. And there's sometimes there sometimes circumstances happen that you really is beyond your human control. I mean, tell me that you knew, you know, that you knew what was going to happen in, in Kurdistan or any other country where there's, you know, literally buildings being destroyed and bombs and firing. Who knew that? Well, the, the people doing it knew, but who knew as far as the people? They didn't know this. It's not fair to say, well, you can't come and take my money and my food. You don't even care about your food. Some people, some people, the people complaining, they don't even they don't even eat the stuff that 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 is being offered. They don't even eat it. So you don't even want those jobs. So what were you complaining for? You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're gonna sign up tomorrow and say, yeah, I'll be a cashier. You know, some people's ego is so big that they don't even want it. So why are you complaining? You know, and it it really touches my soul. Like I cannot tell you when people, um, you know, down uh, other people just because they just don't get it. But I, I find um, karma is sweet uh, is what I say. Karma is sweet. I mean, so when people, those same people that complain, they usually end up in some funky boat that they can't get out of. 
And then they look back and even if you and I don't see it, they look back and they say to themselves, oh, oh, why did I say that? Because now I'm in the same predicament, you see? And except it's called something different, but it's the same thing. Now you can't get out of your situation. Now what? Let's see how much you, do you don't need any help really? Because like, and I'll give you an example. When the floods happen, right? The fires that are happening. So did you expect your house to be burned? Did you expect the flood to take over your whole, you know, people, and this is no, nothing bad. It's just, I'm just saying an example of how earth can like cause a catastrophe in five seconds where you'll be in the same position as a refugee and don't even notice. So people in Florida who had all the floods or wherever they, they're all, we've had all floods all over Louisiana. I mean, we had them everywhere. So think of the worst ones that happened this last year alone. Yeah. Did those people expect it? Did they expect their insurance not to pay? And now they have to go and ask someone for clothes? No, they didn't expect it. But guess what? They're, they have to ask. And so are we going to judge them any different than we do someone who came from a war-torn country or, or even a country that, you know, one of my friends said, yeah, I was working for 25 cents. Uh, and, uh, and there was some things that went on that were not kosher and not, not copacetic that she had to do to, to just to maintain. That's not fair. That's yeah. not fair for any human being. And so I thank you so much for this conversation because um, it's, it's just, um, I, I think the just of it, you know, you're a young filmmaker that's, that's coming up. I want you to leave an impact on the world that, that will devastate them into kindness, you know, put them into kindness and put them into compassion. You know what I'm saying? That they will understand and say, mm, okay, maybe I won't judge so much because tomorrow could be me. One flood and you're done here. Not. But I'm just saying the yeah. way the world's going with all the catastrophes right now, think of it, guys, you guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. No one expected, some people didn't expect their mom and dad to pass away at one time. No one expected that. You know what I'm saying? No one expected the flood to happen to a whole village and wipe it out, right? No one expected that. Those are things, life catastrophes, that can happen at any moment, any moment. And, and when it does, that's when you'll look back and say, oh, I should have never said that about refugees because you're in the same boat. You just don't call it a refugee. Yeah. You see? That's the, only, that's the only difference. You just don't call it. You say, oh, I, my house got burned down or I was in a flood and I lost everything. That's what you're going to say. But what did they lose? They lose everything. They lost everything too. Yeah. So it's the same thing. And I, I thank you so much for this uh, conversation and for, for sharing your uh, short with us. Um, it's a great thank short. Thank um, you so much for having me, actually. I'm honored. Yeah, thank I appreciate you. it so much. Thank you. And uh, guys, if you're anywhere, anybody in the film houses out there, you have someone that's brilliant, talented, uh, and just graduated from college. So she's fresh off the block, as they say. Uh, but so make sure you uh, reach out um, and anybody wants to know where to watch her shorts, you can inbox me. Uh, I appreciate you so much for watching and hang out with me a minute while I say goodbye to everybody. Um, thank you, guys. Um, are you on Facebook? Someone said? Someone yes, said. I am. It's okay. also my name. Betty Von Weiss, it's uh, my dad's name, Weiss. Oh, uh, Weiss, okay. Right. So, yeah, so that's how you find her. And I, and um, we thank you so much. Who's this? Judge not, least not be judged. Yes, that's right, Yvonne, that's so true. And Mike, thank you for watching too. Hey, um, first time watching, thank you for all our new subscribers. Please uh, go to her page, check out her, um, her uh, shorts and uh, her YouTube and subscribe, very important, subscribe. And thank you to all our new subscribers. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you. 
we were blessed uh, last week. So thank you. And uh, until next time, guys, we Thanks. will. Um, yeah, thank you again, Marianne, That We appreciate you. And uh, hold on one second. Don't leave. Ready? Guys, I will see you later. Don't forget to check out. Oh, somebody just said a comment. So I was like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Yvonne. I appreciate you guys. I see you guys. Uh, Joe, thank you. I'm, uh, I see you guys out there. Grandma and John Clark. Hey, there you are, Joe. Thank you. I see you guys out there. I appreciate you so much. And um, we will see you next week, next Sunday. All right. Till then, hang out with me for a second. Ready? Bye.